I love the Marine Corps and I would not talk down on them, but what they didn't do was teach me how to be a civilian again. Mm. How long did it take you to adjust though? It took me about six years to adjust to being broke Mm -hmm. and going from, um, you know, lady to lady because I was a ladies man, ladies. Mm -hmm. And I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to go from girl to girl, be sleeping with this girl to to have a place to stay. She could kick you out. They knew they called it like a hobo sexual. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like slanging wood that has some wood over his head. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. But if it wasn't for. A, a particular girl she was older than me and I probably would have married her she's the one who let me do it she said mm-hmm. well I'm gonna go to work you're talented is all outside I want you to do this every day and I, mm-hmm. I sat on that couch and I did it every That's day right. for like maybe three years so she's seen the potential in you oh yeah yeah so why didn't you marry her then Yo, 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 welcome to the Highest Point Podcast. This is a podcast for everyone, no matter where you're from, no matter what you've been through, you know you deserve the best and willing to put in the work for progress to reach the highest point. And speaking about reaching the highest point, we have a very, very special guest in the building today. And I'm talking about a man that has a creative mind that imagination taps into different realms. It's like this man does different things and he uses his imagination, his creative side to create a business. And in that business, he does graphic designs, custom illustrations, professional photography, videography, website design, and so much more. We have an asset to the community. He's done Amazing work from different schools and even the larger hip-hop station in Greensboro, North Carolina, 102 Jams. We have Mr. D.R.L. Tunes in the building. Oh, What's happening you. with you, brother? I, I'm great. Thank you so much. That, you, did a, you did a great job with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we definitely appreciate you joining. And uh, we're going to get into all the great things you've done, all the great things you're doing, and how you got there. Okay. But one thing on this show, we like to focus in on the journey. Because okay. a lot of time, people see the end result. And have no idea about the process, okay. the sacrifice that you have done to get to where you are today yeah. and uh, have the knowledge that you have. So in that journey, we like to ask, can you tell us a little bit about where you're from and the family dynamics you had growing up? Oh, wow. OK, yeah. Um, I'm from East Orange, New Jersey, originally. Uh, then it got a little bit crazy there. So my mom moved us and uh, we ended up in High Point, North Carolina, mm. um, where it's, it was crazy, too. <laughs> right. Um, but, you know, it come, it's different where in New Jersey we're more loud. You know, we'll say, yo, we'll, get, we'll kick you in the heart. Mm-hmm. And in North Carolina, you better be about it because they come in. If they if they say they come in, they, yeah. Yeah. They definitely come yeah, in. Coming. You can't play so, with that, right? Can't play with that around here. So yeah. I learned that very early uh, when I got to Jamestown mm-hmm. uh, Middle School. Yeah. Oh wow! So how old were you when you moved to uh, the High Point area? Uh, I was in the I was in the seventh grade going. So I had to be what about fourteen, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was about fourteen. Gotcha. Uh, we got here, and we was just I was just trying to make a way. Now, mind you, coming from New Jersey. In the 80s, you know, I had a high top fade. I had, you know, so mm. coming out here, they didn't have it at all. I was just like the guy, like, y'all, you look weird. Right. Uh, and then the very next year, everybody, you know, had it. Got it. So, yeah, I was weird. I, I was, They thought I was weird. I would have my medallions on and I would mm-hmm. have, you know, my African stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it was it was crazy. But um, I got some friends out of that deal. Awesome, awesome. Yeah. Was that transition 
difficult in the beginning, like to get new friends to actually understand you, your culture? Because it's a different culture from, you said, New Jersey? Yeah, New Jersey. To High Point, North Carolina. Yeah, it is. And I, I never, we, we never bridged that gap. Mm. I, I, I became a country boy. Gotcha. So we never, we never try to be too New Jersey down here. Mm-hmm. You know, that's the, that's a recipe for disaster. Right. Um, you is. really gotta, you really, um, you know, when I was coming up, Eric B and Rakim told me like, it ain't where you're from is where you at. Right. So I, I've always listened to that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. So you could get down here and act like you Jersey. You won't have no friends. You won't have no money. You won't have nothing. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah, you got to fit in. So yeah, but I've been here so long. Uh, yeah, I'm a country boy. This is where I. This is where I am. Yeah, man, that's what's up. I yeah, definitely remember that. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. You you came down in the years where it really mattered. You know what I'm saying? Because yes. that's when the years when you made as a man. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, yes, real important. It's very important, especially coming down here. Um, having to go to Rag. I went to Ragsdale, mm-hmm. so um, Ragsdale was not very friendly. Um, at the time. So yeah, I was getting into altercations. I I was bullied. Mm-hmm. I wasn't bullied, but but a day because that's when the New Jersey comes out, right? Um, but you know, it, uh, yeah. I mean, Ragsdale was something to behold. I never knew what a real drug school was, um, but yeah, it it was it was there. What yeah. you mean, drug school? Well, you know, I come from fighting, where fighting was the thing. You know, mm-hmm. you gotta you you may get jumped in the hallway. Yeah. Well, when you came to North Carolina, and I came and I went to Ragsdale, it wasn't that we weren't they weren't really worrying about that. It was like they was getting high in the bathroom, and oh wow, they oh, were wow. sneaking off to smoke weed, and you know that's what the white guys were doing. Now, right. my friends, we didn't smoke weed. I right. didn't I didn't smoke weed until shit. I was twenty five years old. Mm-hmm. And that's what got me into the Marine Corps because I was clean. You know, when they found me, they was like, yo, you don't smoke no weed. I was like, nah. And I ran track. Mm-hmm. So I was I was running. Uh, then the Marine Corps was my savior because I didn't take the SAT. Got it. Nobody got told it. me about that. Yeah. And I, I knew that you was in the military. I didn't know what branch. Yeah, so Marine you was Corps, in the man. Marine Corps. Yes. Now, what made you make that commitment to the Marine Corps? They were the toughest. Um, they were the they were the ones that um, when I watched them, they looked good. You know, it mm-hmm. wasn't a thing where, you know, they were tough, but they looked good while they was doing it. Right. And then um, I saw a movie, and it was um, Dead Presidents. Mm-hmm. And Dead Presidents, you know, they he was in the Marine Corps, and and in Dead Presidents, it was a different person when he came back from boot camp. Mm-hmm. You know, when he went to play pool again. It was a different person. Right. So I wanted to be that. I wanted to go from, okay, you thinking you're getting over on me to now, you know, if it comes down to it, I know I can protect myself. Right. I mean, I bet those, uh, what y'all got to run in the Marine Corps, like a three-mile yeah. three mile joint. So that was easy for you. Well, that was in the beginning of it. Yeah, you to get out, you had to do the 10-mile hunt. But, um, but yeah, yeah, my, the running part was easy. It was the physical part where you got to do the – the obstacle course and you got to run and jump and pull and tug right. and climb down so you don't fall in the water. Right. Um, right. But I met some men that, you know, just like I, when I met you guys uh, today, like really for the first time I've, I've seen you, but I, um, I love the fact that black men want to be black men and you're raising your families and you're doing the right thing and you're trying to do it. So that's what my senior drill instructor was. He was that mm. guy. Right, structure. Yeah, he was he was a beast, and I've seen him do stuff that I'm like, if I could at least get close to that as a man, right, um, I would be doing good. Yeah, that's dope. Now, 
Military, that's like very hands-on, physical. Yeah. But you have a creative mind as well. Mm. What did you learn from the military that helped you in your business journey as being a creative? And also, were you a creative in the military? Yeah, that's a great question. Um, yeah, when I got to boot camp, they, they, they very very early, they knew that I could draw. So mm. they saw me sketching on something. And they was like, what is that? You're not supposed to be drawing right now. Get it out of here. Mm-hmm. So my squad guys, they would have me draw pictures on their envelopes to their girls and stuff like, ah. you know, like you know, prison, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> but um, so it, it's very close to that. So I was drawing on that every morning. You had to go and put the mail in a mailbox. So the senior drill instructors would see the envelopes mm-hmm. and they would say, who's drawing this stuff? And then it came back to me. And then in boot camp, we had a flag drawing contest where all everybody in the platoons the different the different squads had to do a flag and we won because they let me draw it. Oh um, man, yeah, and it was great. Like, do so you still have an image of that? No, because we're before the cell phones and oh. before I would have loved the image of that. Wow, um, yeah, but they keep it there. So um, I was doing that, and then when I got into the Fleet Marine Corps, the guys that's drawing the "Have a Nice Day" on the side of the bombs and stuff, they was having me do that type of stuff, drawing um, happy faces on doors. Um, so it, my enlistment was good, but it really took a turn for me because I was I, I wound up spending most of my enlistment drawing on stuff. But that's God again. Yeah. I mean, God really can make a way for your gift. Like, yes. Um, yeah. Just like you guys, if you guys was in the Marine Corps and it was about this time, y'all would have a podcast, but it would be in there. Right. You know, right. it's just it. God will make a way for it. Yeah. Yeah. And you were steady building on your gift right there working. Yeah. Then after you got out, what was your next step? Now, that was a little bit tricky because um, they don't, and I love the Marine Corps, and I would not talk down on them, but what they didn't do was teach me how to be a civilian again. Mm. So you go through this time period where you're depressed because now the only thing that I knew was to really fight and and, and be aggressive, mm-hmm. right? and you're out here in the world, and you're going on these job interviews, and you're looking at somebody that you know you could hurt right? talking to me crazy <laughs> and I ain't got a job yet mm. you know you know critiquing me like I just wasn't critiqued for the last five years right right so that's where my um yeah I had to make a decision Damn. and it wasn't to work how it, long did it take you to adjust though it took me about six years to adjust wow yeah it took me about six years to adjust and being broke Mm-hmm. And going from um, you know lady to lady because I was a ladies man, ladies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you know, and that, and I didn't want to be that guy. I didn't want to go from girl to girl, be sleeping with this girl to to have a place to stay. She could kick you out. They knew they called it like a hobo sexual. Yes, yeah, <laughs> right. yeah. Exactly. you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. slanging wood that has some wood over his head. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but shout out to them girls, man. I appreciate all y'all because y'all bought me cars and y'all paid my phone bill when I couldn't do it, and y'all really helped me out. And if it wasn't for a, a particular girl, she was older than me, and I probably would have married her if, if I didn't. She was older than me, so mm-hmm. I, you know, I was in that guy. Mm-hmm. So we should have been married, but um, she's the one who let me do it. She said, mm-hmm. "Well, I'm gonna go to work. You're talented. Is all outside. I want you to do this every day." And I, mm-hmm. I sat on that couch and I did it every That's day right. for like maybe three years. So she's seen the potential in you. Oh yeah, yeah. So why didn't you marry her then? Um, we got old. I mean, we got older. Grew you know, apart? By the time, yeah, because by the time I was in my 30s, 
you know, now she's in her for, her mid forties. She's ten ah. years older than me. Oh. So we just it was it was just too different. Yeah, you know, yeah. She was in her real grown up thing, and I was trying to get money. Right. right. And it's hard for her to be at home, and I'm out running around. It can be conflicting. It can. The Highest Point Podcast. Subscribe now for part two.